Welcome to the God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and individuals, organization leaders, and ministry leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how elevating God's position in your life empowers you to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty and unlocks the door to confidently move you into your next chapter. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. If you have ever listened to one of my episodes in the past, you know that I start off asking for a favor. And so it's an easy favor. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask you for your firstborn child or anything crazy like that. I just want your help in getting this information into the hands of more people. So what I would like for you to do is, is wherever you are consuming this podcast, whether it's on your laptop, your tablet, your phone, take a screenshot. And when you take that screenshot, I want you to post it on your social media. And when you post it on your social media, I want you to do two things. Number one, tag us here at A God Shift. And when you do that, if you will post either your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from the episode. To be honest with you, and I was telling someone this last night, I really don't focus a whole lot on the metrics of my podcast as it pertains to the specific number of downloads. But I do focus on being able to help as many people as possible to have hope. And so the more of us that share this episode, the more hands it can get into, the more people that can realize that a greater level of destiny is waiting for them. And this is how that they can get that they can help to get there. So if you would do that, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So I am going to read my guest's bio and then we are going to get straight into this conversation. My guest today is a speaker, teacher, writer, and researcher who helps you understand the process for creating true success in your life by understanding how to use your brain the right way, overcoming your problems, achieving your goals, and ending frustrations. He is the host of the podcast, Using Your Brain for Success, author of Rebalancing Your Brain for Success, and creator of Neurostate Rebalancing a process which automatically gets your brain working the right way to bring you the life you want. He is also an experienced marriage and relationship coach, host of the Growing in Love for Life podcast, author of more than 20 books and creator of four relationship coaching programs. Welcome to the show, Liam Naden. Hi, Shana. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes, I'm so excited to to interview you. I have a lot of different um, experts, types of experts, rather, that I interview on my show. And even though my my podcast is very much so a faith-based podcast, I love interviewing non-faith-based experts because no shade to my pastors and ministry leaders that are out there, but many of us, and I say us because I'm one of those as well, but many of us tend to have the same answers, right? (laughs) So when people ask questions, many of us tend to have the same come from and tend to have very similar answers. So I love when I'm interviewing an expert on here that is coming from a completely different direction. And all of us know that our brains are like the central hub of our bodies, which means it controls everything. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation of how we can 
use our brains to actually create the life and the legacy that we desire. So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. So I want to just set some context for our conversation first, and then I want to get into a little bit of your story before we segue into giving our listeners some advice. So my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose and moves you into a greater destiny. And I believe that these unexpected circumstances, these disruptions, I believe that they're used in our lives as an invitation, an invitation to invite us into a better life. So can you ever think of a time in your life where you've had to overcome some level of disruption, whether it was a setback, a delay, a disappointment, anything like that? Sure can. Well, how many would you like me to list? <laughs> but, uh, but I think um, I've had one major one, and that, that's what really attracted me to your show because um, it is all about having a shift. And w- what I do, what I've learned from the, the, the sort of calamity that happened to me is that everything in the Bible, everything that religion teaches has a scientific basis. And that's what's really exciting. It's not just about faith and belief. You can actually prove scientifically and biologically what the Bible teaches about having faith and and letting go and all those things and and creating a shift in your life. But to answer your question, the shift happened for me in my mid-40s. And up until that point, I'd be one of these sorts of people, many of your listeners, and you can probably relate to this, where you're driving for success. You want to be the best you can be. You want to be rich and and happy and successful and have all these things in your life and you and you don't want to just settle for something pretty ordinary if you know if you know what I'm talking about and um, so I tried lots of things and from my earliest memories I can remember um, trying to figure out how can I be happy and rich and successful and I was brought up a Christian I was brought up in a, in a Catholic family I'm the eldest of eight children and I was taught by my parents my teachers the priests all of the um, people that I in the community that if you wanted to be happy and successful, what you need to do, it's very simple. You ask God for what you want. Yeah. You pray to God and God will give you, you know, you ask and you'll receive. Yeah. So I took that very seriously. And I can remember going to church, you know, every day for a whole month when I was about eight years old, showing up as this little boy in, a, in the church. I think it was six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning every day. Because I thought, not so much I was aware that I thought it, but I thought I'm going to test God because he said, ask and you'll receive. And I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And I'm not just going to try it out. I'm going to work this and prove it, that it works. So if I go to church every day for a month and ask for this one thing, well, everyone's telling me ask for it. Well, surely he's going to give it to me if I ask that many times. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I can't remember what I was asking for. It was something, you know, trivial like I wanted to win a competition at school or something right but but of course yeah but but I didn't get what I wanted and I noticed that as I went along and I really tried harder and harder the prayer thing and and, you know I'm not bagging the prayer thing I'll I'll tie in later to how powerful it is and how to do it the right way okay so you really can get what you want but I obviously was wasn't gelling for me and I looked at my parents my teachers other people and And, you know, what I was after was a life of real happiness and success. And not many of them, if any of them, seemed to have it. They all seemed to have problems, stress. They didn't seem to be any richer 
<clears throat> than anyone else, right? Um, or any ha happier or less problem or more problem free than anyone else. So I thought, well, you know, maybe this isn't the answer, and it's not working for me really. Whatever I'm doing is not right. So I went through a whole sequence of things over the next really two or three decades. I went into the whole self-help personal development field, you know, and I, I did all sorts of things. I went to seminars all over the world. I read books. I did all sorts of techniques and, and methods and strategies from NLP and, you know, reprogramming your subconscious mind. I used to buy um, self-hypnosis recordings. You know, we've probably heard of those where yeah. <clears throat> you can reprogram your brain and reprogram yeah. your thoughts. You know, I'd listen to those five or six times a day for weeks on end. You know, yeah. I really took these things seriously. But no matter what I tried, I still had lots of problems. I still had stress and I still had this feeling, you know, I'm not really in control of my life. It's not really going the way I want it to go all the time. And as soon as things start to go well, then, then unexpected problems show up, you know, spanners yeah. in the works. Yeah. And I was doing well. You know, I, I, I learned that you had to work hard. You set up your own business, um, do all those things, study business, study marketing, study how to, you know, whatever it was, I studied it. And I was doing pretty well. I had my own businesses. I was earning a lot more money than I ever had, than anyone I knew ever had, you know, and I was starting to be able to do some of the things that I dreamt about doing that money gave me the opportunity to do, but I still wasn't really happy. And sure. I still had this nagging life of problems and stress. And, and I got to the stage of thinking, well, maybe problems and stress, that's what life's all about. Maybe this idea of seeking this idea of really being happy and really in your heart and soul feeling fulfilled, maybe that's just a silly idea. Because wherever you read, people say, well, life is hard. You have to struggle. Struggle is good. You know, yeah, all of these things. Yeah, and tells us not to consider it strange when, we've, when we go through trials and tribulations. Yeah, well, we'll come to that. <laughs> but anyway, um, so... I did all these things. Then I, I even got involved in spirituality. You know, we've heard of the law of attraction and spiritual practices, you know, as opposed to religious practices, but like meditation and, you know, and I did all of these things. I learned to meditate. I became a vegan for seven years and changed my lifestyle. And, but again, all of the people that I, or it didn't work for me firstly. It didn't give me consistent results. I still had problems. I still had stress. Yeah. So I thought, Oh, well, this is just the way life is. But then my aha moment or my shift happened when I was in my mid-40s and I lost everything wow. and I became homeless and I had to move in and sleep on the couch in, my, in, the, in the living room of my elderly, elderly mother's small apartment, you know, and I had nothing. And apart from the clothes on my back, I literally had nothing. And even worse than that, I had no prospects. So I lost all my businesses or my homes. And I had a fair bit at that stage, my uh, relationship and my friends. And worse than having nothing, I didn't have a clue on what to do to get myself out of that situation because I'd lost all my income. And I thought, I don't know what to do here. You know, and, and why is this happening to me? Because I'm the master of success. Yeah. I know everything about how to be, be in control of your life and be successful. This should never have happened to me. I mean, all of the seminars, all of the books, everything I've read, you know, about goal setting and, you know, you can manifest anything you want and all that. I've tried all that. So how on earth could I have ended up in this situation? And what I did was I changed my approach. And we talk, I'm sure you've talked a lot of, on your show about letting go and trusting and allowing and all those sorts of things. 
Yeah. And that's literally what I did. Now, I had to find out later why it worked. And that's what led me on to the study of the brain. Yeah. But what actually happened was I did let go and I just said, and I, I didn't pray to God particularly, I don't recall, but as I was living through all this mess of unraveling, um, you know, all my finances and having bankruptcy people, con you know, constantly on the phone to me and trying to get, mo get money that I didn't have. Yeah. And I had no clue on what to do to get myself out of that situation. I just thought, you know, I give up. I literally give up. I don't know what to do. And then something really interesting happened after that. You know, I had to unravel things for a while, but life got an awful lot better. And I attracted a much better relationship than what I'd ever had before. And business opportunities started to show up, ideas on, on to, make, to make an income, but, and doing things that I really loved to do. It wasn't, yeah. you know, horrible stuff. I wasn't working at McDonald's or anything. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so, before you go further with that, so when you, because I, I think this is really key and that's why I want to unpack this just a little bit more because we're all taught to do the work, right? And you mentioned several of those things that the work consists of, like, you know, seminars and reading books and hiring a therapist and, you know, all the things that we're taught to do when things are not going well. And you had done all of those things. So when you realize that in spite of doing the work, you still weren't getting the results, like what were you thinking to yourself or what did you learn at that point? What I learned was, or, or, I didn't or, learn or, like, why did it have to happen? You know what I mean? Why did, why yeah. did that have to happen? Well, because put it simply, I was using my brain the wrong way. And what I learned was you can do all the work you like, but but here's the thing about your brain that we that virtually none of us realize. And that is there's a few things we don't realize about who we are and what our brain is. One of the things we don't realize is that God's purpose for us for being here biologically is to be the best that you can be. Because if you look at anything in nature, and this is what I did, I took it back to the bare bones. I wanted to prove to myself why my life was working so much better when I wasn't putting in so much struggle and, and pain. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I looked around nature. There is no struggle and pain in nature. There's life, death. But if you really look at nature closely, and I encourage your um, listeners and to go out and just watch a bird for five minutes. How many of us have ever done that? And you watch a bird and how it, and how it interacts with its natural world. There is no struggle. It knows exactly what to do. It does exactly what it's supposed to do at every moment of its life. And of course, you know, it might die and, it, and you know, that's, that's a natural part of life. And as we know, death is just a change anyway. Um, so it is about doing the work, but it's about doing the work in the right way. Yes. Because not only are we biological beings, but God has told us your purpose is to be the best you can be. Because that's the purpose of all life. Is to be is because when you're the best you can be, that's when you not only survive the best, but that's when you thrive. Yeah, and you do, and you play your biological role in in continuing the species, which is really the purpose of all biological life. If you ask a bio, biological scientist, he'll say that's the purpose of life is to create more life. So you literally, when you accept that biologically you're designed to be the best that you can be, the next thing you realize is that God has provided you with the tools to do that. I mean, he hasn't come up with this, I want you to do this, but I'm not going to allow you to be able to do it. Right. So he's given us the machine machinery to be able to do it. But if you don't use it the right way, you're not going to be able to do it. Right. And 
the brain happens to be the machine that you've been given which, whose sole purpose it is to, to help you survive, but its purpose is to make you the best you can be. That's what it's, it's actually designed to do. And when you realize that, you realize, well, it's a little bit like a motor car. Now, you know, if you have a car or if you want to go from point A to point B, you know you have to learn how to drive that car. You, know, you have to learn how to drive it. You have to learn how to use the machine. If you don't know how to use it, what hope have you got of getting to where you want to go? And you don't say, you don't get in and go, well, I'll try these things. And if I end up with problems, oh, well, I'll just try something else. Or if, if you, you know, you're trying to make the car go and you don't know what to do and you've got the handbrake on and you don't, haven't even turned the engine on and you think, oh, I'm, not work, I'm not trying hard enough. So you get out and you get behind the car and you try and push it to where you want to go. And you put in all of that effort and you go, oh, it's still not moving fast enough. So I need to get stronger. I need to build up my muscles. Now, what happens there? All you do is wear yourself out, get exhausted and probably damage yourself. And you're not having a pleasant ride. You're having a, 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 a ride of struggle if you manage to get anywhere at all. So the funny thing is, the brain is, is like that. It's just a machine. And yeah. yet, we would never dream of getting into a car and going somewhere if we didn't know how to drive it. You know, if someone said... Um, you know, well, why are you using that car? Well, so we'll have to learn to drive it. And we're taught to drive it. We're taught to drive a car. It's, it's like logical. Well, you can't use a car properly unless you know how to use it. And if you don't know how to use it, you're going to end up with all sorts of problems. And exactly. it's purely the result of you not knowing how to use it. So what I've discovered after my experience was I wanted to know why it really happened to me. And I wasn't happy with this idea of just, well, let it go and, you know, allow things. To I wanted to know the... This, how, I wanted to prove that that is true. And the more I learned about the brain, the more I learned it is this machine that if you know how to use it, which none of us are taught, which is so bizarre, because we're taught yeah. how to use a car, a computer, or a vacuum cleaner, or, you know, and uh, we're not taught how to use the most powerful machine that exists because your brain is literally far and away the most powerful machine in, in the universe. Yeah. And it's the tool we've been given to create our ideal life. But we have to know how to use it right. God exactly. can't say, well, you know, here, here's the car, but, you know, you have to guess at how it works. And it doesn't matter how you use it, it'll still work. It's not like that. It, exactly. So I, I want to talk about one thing real quick, and then we're going to take a quick break and get into how people can actually begin to, to do this, this, this work with their brain, is that we're not by any stretch of the imagination trying to say that, that God doesn't have a role in this. Because I believe that a lot of the teachings that we hear nowadays that focus on, oh, just empty out your mind and think about what it is that you want to do. It just completely edges God out, which I think that's the definition of ego. But what I think I hear you saying is, is that no, God has already done what he's going to do. And now this is what you can do. Is that, is, am, I, am I hearing that correctly? Yes. And how it works biologically is you have this stuff inside every cell of your body we the average human body has about 75 trillion cells and in every single one of those is a thing called dna and people have probably heard of that it's and when it's stretched out it's it's like a strand of molecules but that contains a blueprint about who you are there's more than 250 million pieces of information about who you are mm -hmm. so god has a plan for you certainly it's to be that blueprint Yes, that's so to good. Express that blueprint. And he's given you the, the brain whose sole job is to 
do whatever it takes to express that blueprint, to bring out who you are. So this isn't about putting God out of the way at all. This is about putting God right back in the middle of it because what, who is God? God is infinite intelligence. Yeah. God is everything that is. So, and if that's true, then God must firstly be infinite and secondly be intelligent and right. infinitely intelligent. Right. So our brain is how we, God has given us a blueprint for our life and said, here's the machine to express that blueprint to the best possible way. And he's also taught us in the Bible how to use that machine. You know, the Bible is the best manual on using your brain that exists. Mm. But we've never really interpreted it from that point of view. We've never understood it. But I can give you some very good quotes from the Bible of what Jesus said, which tells us exactly how to use our brain the right way. Right. So I want to pause and, and, and do a quick commercial. And then I want to get back to how people can start to do this. Because if they're like me, they've gotten to this point that they're like, tell me how to do it. <laughs> Tell me how to retrain it. So here we go. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, Liam, so let's get to it. I, I love to go beyond concepts and theory and really get into the tangible how-to. That's one of the areas that I personally believe that church has failed many of us, that it'll tell us, you know, like what we should do and why it's important to do it, but they don't necessarily tell us how to do it, right? Like they'll say, oh, you should surrender. Well, how in the heck do I do that? You know, oh, you should do this. Well, how in the heck do I do that? And it all sounds good on Sunday, but then on Wednesday, when trials and tribulations arise, we're like, I don't know how to do any of that stuff they suggested that I do on Sunday. So I want to get to some of the how-to. But first, I want us to talk about when someone, before we start to get into the technical aspects of how we can kind of make sure that we're retraining our brain and using it the right way, I want us to talk a little bit about what, in your opinion, can be some of the benefits of the fact that nothing was working, right? So you, you've done the work, you've done all the things, you've done everything that everyone has suggested that you do, but you're still experiencing disruption in your life. Like if you're trying to create a better life, how can those unexpected circumstances and the fact that things are not working, how can that actually still be beneficial for us? Well, it teaches you what you're doing wrong. It's a bit like if you're driving your car and, and, and the engine blows up, you go, aha, I've been doing something wrong here. So it's a wonderful, um, you know, and again, I don't think there's anything. It's about perspective. All so-called problems are really opportunities. And I love a, a, something I share with the people I coach often <clears throat> is when you're, when, you're, when you're facing problems in your life, instead of saying, why is this happening to me? We often say that. Why is this happening to me? Instead, say to yourself, why is this happening for me? And you start to get a completely different perspective. Yeah. And for me, losing everything and becoming homeless, at the time, it seemed like a problem. But in hindsight, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because it, So I could say that's part of God's plan was to allow me to have that experience so I could learn what, how, to, how to run my life the right way and to finally discover what I'd always been looking for, which is how to live a, a really fulfilling life without problems and stress, which yeah. I realize is God's plan for all of us is how we're supposed to live. That's so, so good. 
it's these aren't it's everything is about awareness and perspective and when you the funny thing is when you use your brain the right way your awareness shifts and you start to see the truth about everything and this is one of the problems with the world today is so many people are running around with a completely the wrong perspective on everything they're, they're stressed and worried and upset and afraid about things that really if they looked at it a different way there's nothing to be afraid about there's, you know right. you, you can live a perfectly happy life no matter what your situation um, if you realize that you can change your perspective and that everything happens for a reason and a good reason and, mo- and as I say most of the things we're afraid of you know it's just you start to you can't see this when you're not using your brain the right way but when you do use your brain the right way you look around and say why was I so worried about all these things all the time Right, you know, and here's a quote from um, from the from what Jesus said. If I could quickly throw in, sure, please. He said, "Do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on." You know, it says in he. It also says in the Bible more than three hundred and sixty times, "Do not be afraid, be yeah. not afraid." So yeah. why is everyone afraid? Well, it's because they're using their brain the wrong way. But I can explain that why shortly. But um, the critical thing is if you're facing problems, you have to realize that it is part of a bigger picture and you can use it to your benefit rather than be a victim of it. Absolutely. So I don't want you to give it all away because you guys, I really, really want you all to work with Liam. But if you could, for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of the time that we have here, could you give us your best one or two tips of how we can use our brain the right way. And then we'll kind of get into how people can take things further with you if they really want to deep dive. Okay. The most important thing you can do is learn to understand how your brain works. Okay. It's a bit like a car and you don't need to know all the, like a car, you don't need to know the mechanics of the engine, but you need to know enough about how it functions because then unlike just pure faith, when you see, you know, rather than just believe a car is going to work without understanding it, when you understand how it works, then you look back and think, why would I use it any other way? Yeah. That's just madness. You know, of course, I'm going to have problems. So the most important thing, and I really p- hope people are interested in this stuff because it is so fundamental to, to our life success. Um, and I share this. I've got a podcast all about it called Using Your Brain for Success. I've got a coaching program which really goes deep into how. But you need to understand it's not just about having faith and saying, I really want to believe this. You know, I did that for so much of my life. I want to believe this. And I don't understand it, but I'm still going to try and believe it. You can't believe something if you don't understand it. That is the truth. And you will find you will find the information you need to prove it to yourself. It's all there. It's in the Bible. And and I'll explain a little when I explain a little bit about how the brain works, just to maybe I could give you a couple of little ideas and how it's explained in the Bible. And here's the thing. <clears throat> the fundamental issue about your brain is it has two, it's, it's very difficult to break this down, but I just want to do a little bit of explanation rather than just a how-to tip, because how-to tips are, again, your brain being used the wrong way. Because if you're just looking for a quick tip, quick little idea, that's they're not solutions to problems. And people, I'm sure, are finding this. You can get all the information in the world about these little tips, but you still have a, problems in your relationship. You know, I you forget I what to do. Say one time, if it were just about the how-tos, we'd all be rich. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful part about it is God doesn't expect you to know the how-to. But he's, he's already figured it out. It's already in your brain. The yeah, how-to is already there. But yeah. you're in the way. 
you're in the way because you're using the brain the wrong way. So learn more about how your brain actually works. But but here's a little insight into how your brain works. <clears throat> you have two fundamental emotional, mental, spiritual states. The one you're supposed to live in all the time is feeling happy, feeling free, trusting, loving. They also call the state being in the zone or being in the flow. And artists and creative people talk about how all this, their life just goes along. Surely they're, sure they're putting an effort, but everything seems to work. And this creativity comes out of them. And unexpected good things happen to them. Synchronicities, you know, they meet people unexpectedly. And they get these gut feelings about what to do. And, it, and they're always the right decisions. That's the natural state we're supposed to live in. Nature science has a word for that called homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're functioning perfectly physically. All of your organs are functioning, your, your um, breathing, your, rest, you know, your digestion. All of your organs are functioning perfectly in the state of homeostasis. Mentally and emotionally, you're functioning perfectly. So you can be much more creative. You can come up with much better solutions and ideas for things. That's the God state. That's the way God has designed us to live. But there's another state, and that is every now and then a lion is going to run out, at the, out of the jungle at you, and you're going to be faced with an immediate threat to your survival. So God wants you to live in this amazingly creative, being the best you can be state, except if occasionally a lion comes running at you or, or something happens, and you snap out of that state and you react. So we sometimes call it the fight, flight, or freeze state. Right. And you run away or you do something without thinking instantly to get rid of that danger so that you can go back to being this happy, creative, in-the-flow person. But what happens for most people, the way they're using their brain is they're activating the state all the time. They're watching something negative on the news. They're thinking about something bad that happened in the past or might happen in the future. They're talking to people who make them feel bad. They're reading something. They're thinking something. And what they don't realize is that instead of activating this fear state, which is why it says be not afraid in the Bible, because if you activate that fear state and there's not an immediate danger, you're doing it the wrong way. You're, 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 what you're literally doing is you're blocking off your creative state. And so, and science has plenty of words for this. What you actually do then, you activate your, what's called your sympathetic nervous system. And when you activate your sympathetic nervous system, in other words, when you feel fear, worry, or anxiety, your whole focus, your whole brain is switched into looking for an immediate danger to get you out of a, a bad situation. So what, what's shut down? Everything else, your creativity, your intuition, your awareness, your ability to see the big picture, your ability to attract real solutions and ideal situations in your life and the right people, they're all blocked off. They're all cut off because your brain is saying, there's a problem here I need to solve right now, get it out of the way so I can get back to that state. Yeah. So the real enemy is fear. And that's why the Bible says, be not afraid. So many times, yeah. And the way you do that, the only way you can get out of fear is by understanding that your brain is just making up fear for you because you're using it the wrong way. You know, little things like setting goals, you know, I'm, I could talk a lot about goal setting. It doesn't work because you're in a fear state and you're trying to, you're subconsciously thinking, well, if I can get that, then I'll be happy, you know. But that's not, that's why you don't get those things because you already know what you want and your brain already knows how to get it for you, but it doesn't come from your thinking brain. There are four parts to your brain 
Your thinking part is a very limited part, but your creative part is beyond thought. It's beyond thinking. It's, it's where these new ideas come from. So if you want to make one goal in your life, and this is my goal, and this is why I've created a process called Neurostate Rebalancing, which teaches your brain to get back into the balance and operate the right way. One of the main ways to do that is you've got to get rid of fear out of your life, except when it's necessary, except when the lion is coming towards except you. Except when the lion really is chasing you. Yeah, or you know that you're, you're standing on the road by accident and the car's coming towards you. Yes, you've got to jump out of the way. Of course, you don't want to feel no fear ever, but you have to realize, you have to retrain your brain to see the difference between a real threat and something that's just associated with a general danger. You know, if I, you know, the stock market goes down, that means I might lose all my money and end up under a bridge homeless. You know, that's what these are the sorts of things your brain is doing to you without you realizing it. Right. And when you when you find a way to get rid of this fear, apart from things you that are things you need to be afraid of, that's when you can start to solve your problems. That's when you can start to really create the life you want. And you get the ideas and you also get the motivation to do the right things. You know, I do a lot of marriage and relationship coaching, as you said, and the difference between people getting good results and not is when they they know they, they're not afraid, you know, and so they're not, they're not walking around on eggshells in their relationship, worried about, you know, hurting the other person or upsetting them. They're not trying to fix their problems. They're not wanting to go off to counseling and read another book and talk about the let's what we need to work on in our relationship. They're not doing any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're enjoying, they're not, because they're not afraid of where it's going to go. They trust that their brain, the creative part, which is way bigger than their own thinking part, it knows where they need to go and should go. And maybe it's to heal that marriage or maybe it's not, but they, they can be themselves and all of the right things happen. So that's the key. Find a way to get rid of fear and you'll be amazed at how your life works out. It's what happened to me. It's what I do with other people. And it's, um, we call them miracles. But yeah. there's no, there are no miracles in life. Well, everything's a miracle on one level, but it's all meant to be perfect. I know it sounds, you know, some people think, oh, this just sounds a bit eerie-fairy, but I can prove it through science on how your brain works. All of this is documented by science. And if you don't want to believe science, believe what Jesus says in the Bible. And he says things like, you know, give no thought for tomorrow. You know, tomorrow will look after itself. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Liam, let me ask you this, because we only have a couple of minutes left. So, okay. <laughs> the reason why um, fear is mentioned so many times in the Bible is because that is one of the most common barriers that keeps people from, from moving forward in life. So, one of the things that I heard you say when you were just um, alluding to some of what the problem is, is that they need to find a way to kind of get past the fear state so that they can begin, because it, until they eliminate the obstacle, it's going to be difficult for them to replace the obstacle with a solution. So what are some of the ways Impossible. That, they, that they can get rid of that fear? Well, this is what I teach in neurostate rebalancing, but the first step you've got to, got to find a way to understand what it is you're actually afraid of. Mm. And most people don't is, know what they're afraid not, of. Is it, do they usually just not know or what it is that they think they're afraid of is not really what they're afraid of? Well, what you think you're afraid of and what your brain is telling you that you're afraid of and therefore making you fearful are, are usually two different things. Mm. And in fact, what you think about anything and what your brain thinks are usually two different things. And that's why you could say, you could say, what do I want? You know, ask yourself the question, what do I want 
to be happy. You can come up with a list. None of those things might be and probably won't be the things that will make you happy, which is why if you actually got them, you know, so if I have a million dollars, I'll be happy. I want a million. To be happy, I need a million dollars or I need to make this marriage work or I need a bigger house. Yeah. And you get those things and you're still not happy. It's because the thinking part of your brain doesn't know what you need to be happy. Your creative brain does. And it's the same with fear. You can think, oh, this is what I'm afraid of. This is why I've got, uh, this is all the reasons why I've got problems in my life. This is what I need to do about it. But if you're using your thoughts, that's not what the, that part of your brain is designed to do. So you can't figure out what you're afraid of just by using your thoughts. You can't sit down and think, well, what am I afraid of? Oh, I'm not. You have to find a process to really dig into your and say, what's my brain afraid of? Why is it controlling? You know, why is it making me feel this way and, and sabotaging, if you like, um, where I, what I, me being happy? So, and that's what I teach in, in neurostate rebalancing is a way to uncover your fear because it's not just as simple as sitting down and saying, what am I afraid of? You, you probably don't know. Exactly. So we're going to get to in a minute um, how people can take things further with you if they want to learn more about how to do this. But before we get into that, is there any um, anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Uh, how many hours have we got? <laughs> <laughs> We've got about three minutes. Yeah. Well, nothing really. I guess the message is for people that what you th- the way you perceive the world isn't necessarily true. and how you perceive yourself is not who you are. You're not some limited victim of circumstance at all. You have a machine between your ears that has more power than all, trillions of times more power than all of the computers on the planet. So, and you've been given that. And if it's got all that power, don't you think it, I mean, it has the power to create your physical body. Don't you think it has the power to solve any problem in your life? Yeah. It absolutely does. It's what is, you know, it's, it's just so incredible. There have been vast books written on the power of the brain, and we're still not even anywhere near understanding its power. We're still in awe of it, of its yeah. in, enormous power. So you do have the answers. You do have the solutions within that. You've been given that machine, that database of solutions to give you the ideal life. So all you need to do is re- realize and understand that it's there and learn how to use it and you look back and you'll think, why did I ever, you know, why did I ever drive, get up and try and push my car? <laughs> why did, you know, that sort of thing. Awesome. This is amazing <clears throat> and fascinating. So, Liam, how can our listeners find you and follow you? So your social media, your website. Well, the easiest way is probably just my website, which is just my name, liamnaden.com. Um, you know, I've got my podcast there, with, which, which goes into a lot of detail about how this all works. Okay. In fact, the last episode I've just recorded is about how the Bible teaches us about how your brain works. Awesome. Um, so a lot of what we're talking about. But I also have a coaching program, Neuros, which um, using your brain for success, which is about how to use this process I've developed called neurostate rebalancing, which is a way to get your brain working the right way. Awesome. And I think it's tragic that so few people we're never taught how to use this use our brain. It's not part of our education system, you know, and we. We, we try to use willpower, motivation, and, you know, positive thinking. And none of those things are really effective because they're all too difficult. You've got this natural machine. So I teach this all in my Neurostate Rebalancing program, Neurostate Rebalancing being a process to get your brain working naturally. And then you find that, you know, some of the things you thought were problems 
you no longer you realize they aren't problems. Whatever problems you have, you're going to deal with far more effectively because you're going to be able to see the solution and you're going to act on that solution. And and you're going to stop attracting problems into your life as well, which so many of us, and I, I'm being really guilty of this. Oh, why did I do that? You know, um, and make all this mess for myself. So that's really, if you'll find all the information about that on my website, liamnader.com. That's, that's what I was going to ask. The information for the coaching program is on the website as well. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I will make sure everyone that the link to his website is in the show notes. So you're not trying to figure out how to spell his name and make sure you get that right. I'll make sure that all that information um, is in the show notes. Well, Liam, we are out of time, but thank you so much for being here today. Um, You all go to that website, listen to this podcast. For some of you, I think you already know that you need to get in this program because he's absolutely right. We've been told that the brain is powerful, but that's only one part of the puzzle. We have to learn how to make it operate in its most powerful state. So I encourage you all to listen to his podcast and get his information. And I also encourage some of you as well to um, to join his coaching program. So you all, thank you so much for listening to another episode of A God Shift Podcast. I pray that this one has been a blessing to you. And I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes and some of the future episodes as well. Don't forget to take a screenshot and to share this on your social media and tag us here at A God Shift. Again, I appreciate you being here and I will talk to you next time. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.